26 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select. That's so Dolphins talk with John Baker and Trigger Trey Proctor. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Dude, are we good? Dude, what did that seem in the league? If you don't have iBlack at home, you better go get some iBlack. Oh my god, we're back. Hello and welcome to another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bake Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. Big Finn's dub. The Dolphins are 6-2 and two for the first time since I was 10 years old, which mm-hmm. is incredible to think about. Yeah. And it's it was a shellacking of oh man Patriots. Is there anything better than knowing that Tua literally gave birth to Belichick because he is his daddy? <laughs> six and zero, oh, six and zero oh against Bill Belichick. No other quarterback can say that. Yeah, I love that uh, NBC Sports uh, Boston just tries to. They just try to validate. The, they, they're trying so hard. Tom Curran. I know that he's a great guy that shows up on McAfee all the time. He he just can't accept that the Dolphins are better than the Patriots ever. He just can't accept it. Yeah, it's wild to think that. My favorite is I don't know if you saw it. Um, CBS put out a tweet like after the first two drives that was like Mac Jones is numbers and two is numbers, and then literally every comment is, "Yeah, what happened after that? What happened?" At, like it's like I'm sure that they're trying. Huh? I'm sure that was Pete Prisco. I would imagine. Yes, hater. Big time hater. Man, we uh, we look good uh, behind a patchwork offense line, which feels good to say. I, I think we're developing depth in front of us. Hopefully, we get some of that. I mean, I think I think we'll for sure have Connor Williams back this week. Um, and Teron did travel, which yeah. we'll get into. Right. Yeah. As we're recording right now, it is six thirty-six on Monday night, and the Dolphins are in the air to. Uh, Germany right now so they took off literally 15 minutes ago so they're only right. and historically that is good news because historically speaking everybody that leaves early in the week has a way better winning percentage than what you do if you leave at like Thursday which the Chiefs are doing and I saw you know I saw a tweet up, but I saw a tweet today from I think it was might have been Neil might have been Dougie I don't remember who it was, but he tweeted that, and I didn't think about this, the Chiefs played an away game. So they had to fly from Denver to Kansas City, probably get – that's a different time zone, right? Like by at least a couple hours. It's like an hour time difference. It's not that far. It's like flying from like like Illinois. So they had to – but still had an away game that they had to get ready for, pack everything up, then come back home, then unpack some of it to practice – Probably, I think they're. Le- I saw they're leaving Thursday, so to unpack, to practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. and then repack it to fly. The Dolphins were already at a home game, so they had nothing. They didn't have to travel back to Miami, right? So that's going to be another interesting development, um, which I'm sure we'll get, we'll get into at the end. But uh, before we get into all that, uh, yeah, waxing of the Pats. We sweep the Pats, which feels great. I love sweeping the Pats. Um, that <laughs> fan base is in shambles. They will. They are becoming, and I'm allowed to say it, and you're allowed to say it because we have lived it. They are becoming a poverty franchise. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I. I mean, they have not been good. I can't believe that the the, the most Patriots thing ever is them. All this talk about how like 
uh, Belichick, he's going to get fired and all this stuff. And just to find out that he signed that extension, like in the off season, like, I mean, did anyone know? I don't think anyone knew that. Right. They tried to just like sneak it under the table. Yeah, pretty much. They tried to sneak it and like the, but everyone already found out. So, I mean, it's whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I think Belichick's still one of the best defensive minds like in the NFL, but great defensive coach that, that three safety look, that three safety look, it, it, no one can argue that it gives, it doesn't give to a trouble. I mean, we saw it on the interception. That three safety look is interesting to game plan against. Um, obviously, we had a better game the second time around, which you'd love to see from Mike and, and the squad. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, on, on two is interception. It was very clear. If you watch um, the QB school, he continues to talk about Kua's, or Tua's anticipation. And that's Tua's bread and butter. That's what he's good at. That throw and that interception, it was clear he was throwing that ball thinking that safety was already bailed out, right? Mm-hmm. So part of me is obviously you don't want to throw a pick ever. The other part of me is like, well, that's been to a superpower all year. You're going to live and die by that anticipation. Mm-hmm. And over 90% of the time it's been effective. So you're going to take some lumps with that. Yeah. Um, and you're going to take those lumps in a game that you're eventually going to end up winning anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see – other teams being able to I'm hoping other teams aren't able to replicate that three safety look because it's an interesting dilemma for us if we can't run the football yeah because that's that's a growing issue is like the we can't run the football now granted like we were still down three linemen at some point we we're down four linemen yesterday so like it's I'm not worried about the run game. I'd be worried about the run game if we had HM back and we had and the line was fully stacked and we can't run the football. I'm worried. Right. But the fact right. that we don't have everybody, we don't have the full arsenal out there every week and they're not and they're not they don't seem to have success with the run game. I'm not worried about that. As long as two is able to get the ball out and he's able to fire, like I I instantly I <laughs> I Dude. instantly got negative. Like the first drive of the game, I was I was already um I was already. Yeah. I I thought that like they were gonna get a pressure, like we were done for. For the yeah, for the for the viewers at home, let me just let me just walk <laughs> you through what your boy over here was dealing with on, on this side of the phone. Okay, John and I text during the game all the time. It's our I thing. Bad. I was down bad. Um, and this is what I get. I said, John said. We suck, LOL. I said, relax. You said, they're dead. I then said, post-interception Tua is a god. John's reply, and let me tell you, he used my name. He used my name in the reply so you know he was fired up. He said, Trey, they're not blocking and giving him any time to throw. I said, relax, John. Guys, I'm not kidding. This was five minutes into the first quarter. It was literally still halfway, not even halfway through the first quarter. I said, it's the first quarter. Literally the next drive, when I said to it, post interception two is a god, throws that dot to Tyreek, John comes back around, never a doubt. And he got a giant fuck you for me after he said that. Let's believe it. There's never a doubt. Never a doubt. I didn't hear any doubt in there at, at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I, I just I I was worried because like I was worried that the defense looked like Swiss cheese for a little bit, but they figured it out. And I really want to like emphasize like in the immediate takeaways from the game, like felt like want to highlight the point that you said earlier that we played the second time around, we played them better. We had a better game plan. And so that's a huge takeaway. Secondly, I thought the defense, like they were just eating all day. Like it felt it 
and I don't know if this is just because we were impatient. We had a certain expectation for this defense, but it feels like the last two games, the defense has showed up and like, it's like now, like now it's the ultimate test to see where we're really at. And I'm glad that we're going to get this test with Kansas city nine weeks into the season versus like three weeks into the season. So I feel like this, uh, this, we talked about a little bit last week, this defense with Jalen Ramsey is a completely different defense. You could see, Vic was more comfortable calling certain things that he was not calling all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I th- and what has kind of hit me is we've been bitching about him calling so much zone. Um, and obviously Jalen Ramsey is a good enough corner man zone. doesn't matter. Like he's, he's a great corner, but that throw he intercepted on, oh. if we have any, if we have any other corner playing. That's probably a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Or it's not thrown that way, and maybe the check down might be a normal incompletion. Regardless, it's not an explosive game-changing play. But because Jalen Ramsey is able to understand how the zone defense is supposed to work, where blitzes are coming from, when he needs to bait versus when he needs to stick, like that's important stuff that I think we're missing with Eli and Cater and things like that. Add X back into this where he, you know, now, like, who do you throw at? I understand X has had some ups and downs, but, like, if X can fit back into this and get comfortable and be healthy, like this team, this defense is going to turn it around and we have a real shot to see them fully healthy on, on Sunday morning with X Holland Ramsey and Elliot um, Mm -hmm. and Needham in the slot still like that. We haven't seen that full secondary yet. No Needham. I didn't see, I didn't, I saw the play snaps come out. I didn't look at them yet. The snap count, but, uh, I don't know how much burn Needham got, but I didn't hear his name called, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. But Cater played well because he was in a more natural position in the slot. He's a slot corner. That's where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a screen beater. He's a blitzer. Same with Needham. That's where those two belong. They are slot corners for a reason. That takes a skill set to play that position, and that's what they're built for. They're not built to be out on the edge on islands um, or even playing a zone out on the edge. It's just a completely different read. Like, a lot of players are – you know, are much better giving two-way goes from the slot than they are from giving a one-way go. As weird as that sounds, it's just more natural. Mm-hmm. So I think getting those guys back into their natural positions is going to be good. Um, hopefully X comes back and is is a full go. But I just really – I'm anxious to see this secondary um, against, you know, fully healthy. Now, what that looks like against Travis Kelsey, and if any of that matters, I have no idea because Travis Kelsey is a freak. But regardless – to my initial point, my biggest takeaway from all of this is Jalen Ramsey's completely changed his defense, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and I want to double on what you said about, like, Ramsey. Like, it felt like Vic was more willing to, like, dial up pressure. It felt like he was more willing to, like, call some... And I think that the benefit of having Ramsey is that you can kind of let Ramsey do whatever he do- does. Like, you just let him be him on one side, and he can just pick the one... And he can stay there and he can you can get really exotic because that's not that's not normal what he did yesterday. Like he literally baited Mac like not many guys can just put their foot in the dirt off of like a freshly repaired meniscus, a full repair, by the way. Not many people on this planet can do a full, you know. Stop and pivot on that knee and go the opposite direction and bait you into throwing that pass and him intercepting it like not many people can put a foot in the dirt like that and do it like. He makes this like if you have somebody that can do something like that on one side, and then you put a true man guy like X on the other side, like you're I I I mean yeah X has his up and downs, but like with the defense that they have, 
he's going to have help over the top, no matter what, what, no matter what they're doing, he's going to have Holland or he's going to have Elliot behind him. So like, he knows now he doesn't have to necessarily be perfect, but like he already, I don't want to say he's perfect, but he is like near, he's been one of the best cover corners in the league for the last like five, seven years, like since he's been in the league. So like, historically speaking, I don't know where like the defense is going to like and seeing them in the full, the full rollout with everybody in there. Like it's going to be a totally different defense. Totally. We may have talked about all this stuff on the linebackers being real shitty for the, like the, the first seven games of the year. And it's going to be completely masked for the fact that like Vic's going to dial up real pressure with the line now. And he's going to be able to do all this stuff on the back end where they're going to hide everything in the middle where it's not going to look as bad as what it did early in the season. Yeah, I thought to that point, I thought the run defense was immaculate. I mean, the Patriots can run the football, man. And I thought we we did a great job against him. Bradley Chubb, he gave up the edge like one or two times, but I understand like he makes plays crashing that edge and being successful at it. He's usually able to make tackles. He he, you know, he gave up the edge probably one or two times. Okay. But Bradley Chubb's really kind of fit into that role now, which is great. Uh we've got we got pressure with Jalen Phillips. We got pressure up the middle. Like the defense is really, really starting to come around. Wilkins looked great yesterday. He did. I agree, hundred percent. Wilkins looked really good yesterday. I mean, really, the defense in general looked really, really good. Um, even you know they had a short field on that interception that they were able to combat to give up just you know three. So, um, and, and, you know, I'm trying to think back to it now. I mean, the Patriots maybe had one or two drives that felt sustained, um, but really outside of that opening drive tu- or that that first touchdown. They were really settled in, which which is great. Like if we don't have to be a elite defense, we do not have to be a top five defense. Oh. But you pair the number one offense in the NFL with a top eleven defense in the league, like that's that's a recipe for success, and that's what I think we're trying to come around to. The other side is too, like I think it's going to be important going into this week. We don't get down if we go into and the defense has you know maybe that I think we're winning the game obviously as I do every week but you know maybe this is a 41 to 40 game and the defense is a 40 points and we go down At the end of the day this defense needs to be ready for December football right that's what we need to be thinking about December and January football so yeah. as, as long as we are doing enough to get to that point and we are coming to fruition at that point in the year no one's going to look back at an Eagles loss no one's going to look back at a Bills loss um no one's going to look back at any of that because if everyone remembers, there's not a single Super Bowl champion that's undefeated. So there's losses within a season that are, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's how we respond and how we adapt from those. Yeah. And getting into like some stock up, stock down, I feel fully, I, I feel fully confident in saying hundred percent stock up on the defense. I don't think my stock could get any higher on Jalen Ramsey, but like, He's got to be obviously mentioned stock way up. Like I didn't, I was not, I was expecting him to have a big game. Uh, I wasn't like, like he just, he didn't give up a single reception the entire second half. Not one. Like. And the one catch, uh, the one catch that he's probably credited for, he forced a fumble. It should have been recovered. It should have been re- correct. Yeah. That was early in the first. That but, was mother effing Deshaun Elliott. So hard. Oh, I thought that was a game changer. About that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the other stock up Austin Jackson he he's climbing every week he's getting way better didn't give up a single I am so sorry Austin Jackson I am so sorry for all the slander uh, I apologize I am on my knees begging you to forgive me for how much I trash you because you are literally 
a godsend for us at right tackle. And I don't know what happened. I don't, I, I don't know if you just finally like grew up and became a man or what it was, but man, do I appreciate who you are right now. At one point we were down four of our starters <laughs> yesterday. Austin Jackson was the only one left. Yeah. Who we all called a turnstile for the last three years. He literally and did. this dude is an anchor. 48 snaps, no pressures, no sacks. What more could you ask for, dude? Seriously, he he's we we had a lot of Austin Jackson slander. He dude needs to get a bump on the Madden rating because it ain't looking yeah. pretty. They need to start, start showing him some love. Um and yeah, I mean, I got to give a big stock up on the run defense. Like you said, like the run defense was so good yesterday. Like it felt like, I, I mean, I, I understand. An early spoiler for the stock down is the tackling, but I felt like the. <laughs> is that really a spoiler? <laughs> we, we, we've been bitching about the tackling for eight weeks. I don't know if it's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess well, the run defense was much, much, much improved from the the last two weeks. The run defense has felt like great, and it's felt like the defense is starting to hit their stride at the right time. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. Stock up for me, defense obviously. Cedric Wilson stock up. He's when yeah. we've needed him in big plays and big moments. He's been able to step in and make some catches here and there. I know he was a part of a lot of trade talks, which I get. I understand he's kind of the odd man out with this receiving group. Um, so it was nice to see him, you know, make a big play for us. Stock up Chase Claypool. Obviously, he had that big first down catch. But beyond that is his blocking. Um, I think he's the highest rated run blocker on the offense last week at like 86 from P- Pro Football Focus. Take that with a grain of salt, obviously. But, um, you know, I think, you know, he's been a good addition. I think he's what... Mike Jacecki was like we were hoping for and did not get out of him. Um, so Chase Claypool, you know, stock up for me. Um, stock up for you know they had their ups and downs in the game, but stock up for Lester Cotton and Robert Jones able to step into prominent roles. Um, you know, and and really, I mean, yeah, we had some mishaps early, but you know, after they got kind of settled in and got the jitters out, they were comfortable in their positions. Stock up Kendall Lambert being a fucking dog, dude, getting hurt and coming back in. I love that out of him. Sign that dude right now. I would not care if we gave money to every single offensive lineman that we have on this team besides Liam Meikenberg and kept them around because I think we have a good core group, backups and and starters. Um, so that's probably my stock up for me. To, to add to your point, I think that everybody that is on the line – this year was a part of the line last year. So they've been day one install people. So they understand the system now. So it's not it ever like if, if something were to happen in mid game, like people already know, like where they're going to be plugged and played into and they know what to expect. So I think that really outside of outside of win, like because win went down. Yeah. Outside of win that that definitely like, outside of win. He's the outlier, but everybody else is, a, is still the same group and they're all back. So I think that definitely right. that definitely pulls into the favor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. The, well, hold on, we got to just talk down. Stock down. I'm yeah, just I yeah, I already gave away my stock down, but yeah, stock, dude, give me the stock down. We still can't punt to fucking football, so that's a problem. That's gonna be a that I'm telling you, I, what happened to the hashtag punt god that had those charges that got dropped? Like, can we sign him? What happened to Michael Turk's kid or whatever his name is? Bring him back or Matt Turk's kid, the punter we had in um, during the, the preseason. Yeah. Can we bring yeah. Matt Turk? You just sign him. Bring anyone back from the the current punter we have because he is dog water. Um, also, stock down Braxton Berrios. I didn't think he had a great game. Um, 
I thought he missed a couple blocks that seemed pretty important. Um, he also hit a couple, but I just thought he had an up and down game, and he didn't seem like a, a an outlet person um, that you know Tua has been used to. He didn't really have that big catch that I felt like we needed. Stock up Jalen Waddle, by the way, all the way back. Good to have him back. Um, he seems like he's starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, so those would be my two biggest stock down. I think would just be the punting, the tackling, um, and then yeah, I think Barrios needs to kind of figure his life out a little bit. It's <laughs> like that a little bit, Jesus. Yeah, it just wasn't. I, I need a little bit. More. Like, dude, I need you to be a little bit more consistent. Sorry. Uh, yeah, well, I think they. I think that could have been a part of the steam up problem too. Like they, like because the, the, last time Barrios buried the Pats, maybe they were trying to plan for him. I don't know. Like maybe, and I don't know what the three safety look. You know, I'm not. I'm not running the offense. So I don't know what the three safety look does for us play calling wise. Maybe that basically removed anything. From him, slot wise, that's where you know he makes his his money. But um, it's stock down. It's not Uber. Let's hope that it's not a trend. Whoa, um, yeah, stock stock down for me has got to be the um, is got to be the tackling. Like I say it every week. Like this team does not tackle very well, uh, and I don't know if like they just, I I don't know. I I would love to see them tackle much much better. Um, but yeah, and I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have another really like stock down other than the fact that we keep like the injury bugs hitting us right now. Like I feel like oh, I know. the fact that we can't stay healthy is a little bit of a stock down. Like I'm hoping that this is the right time though. I'm hoping this is the right time. Right. We want to, we don't want to be getting injured at the end of the season. Like we did last year. We want to be getting injured now and getting healthy for the end of the season. So, um, but yeah, but, uh, finally get into the, uh, good, the bad, the ugly, the good for me is got to be Waddle showing up. Like Waddle looked yep. yesterday, played very well, um, and that was that was encouraging to see. I I thought that you know, not that he played, he didn't do anything great or anything, but Jeff Wilson out in the field uh, felt like a good um, considering yeah. he hurt. I tell you what, man, I think Omar pointed this out um, on Twitter, but I didn't realize he's he brings a little bit more downhill running than I remember from last year. Um, Omar made a point about it on Twitter. It seems like he's able to kind of stick it in there and get some tough yards when needed. He was, uh, uh, I think he was a big component on a couple of those fourth and short conversions that we had. Yeah. The other thing, uh, I want to add to the good is the, the, the aggressiveness. Now I wasn't always thrilled with the fact that we were going for it on fourth and four all the time or fourth and one. Now when we're down by the goal line and that one, but that screen by Tyreek, I'm totally cool with that because you're, you're already playing with a little bit of a they, they got to go the you know that was the exact same play that we ran on third yeah it was like third and 14 we ran it to waddle he got 10 uh-huh. and then we ran it literally just riversided it and ran it to tyreek to get the first down oh really i didn't even notice that we just flipped it and ran it back cocky mcdaniel <laughs> um, run it back turbo <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that that was I, – I didn't like it, but I love the fact that Tua is continuing to get down. and Because, like, that slasher Tua, he's putting his shoulder down and putting his head down. He's going through those two defenders. Like, he got down, he slid, he was good to go. Um, I, and I want to keep the good is that Tua is staying clean. He's not getting hit hard. If he is getting hit, it's not like he's getting obliterated or anything. So, um, and, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the good stuff. Um, what do you got for good? Um, the good you hit on it with Waddle, so I'm gonna definitely um, come back over top and agree. It's good to have Waddle. Seem like he's fitting back into the offense a little more, give us more of a play threat. Um, I think him being that number two, that number one A, one B, whatever you want to call it, is going to be super important for our development late in the season. 
Um, I think it's good to see the team's resiliency. Um, we have continued to kind of be battle tested in certain situations in the game. It's, it hasn't happened for an entire game. You know, it does with the Bills. It did with the Eagles. Like, we, we're still battle-tested. Yes, we're losses. But, you know, those things are things we're able to draw back on. But looking at the Panthers game where we start out slow and come back and win, and this game where we – Yeah, and the Chargers game we started out slow. This game we started out slow and come back and win. So it's good to see – I don't want to make that a habit, but it's good to see that the team does not get down on themselves. Um, also post interception to it, like I hit on earlier, it's good to see him be able to bounce back from that. Interceptions are going to happen, it's what you do after them that truly matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to see that he's able to do that. In terms of my bad, um, something I picked up on yesterday that I think some other people have stated, and I think it's going to turn into a little bit of a problem. It seems like every time Tyreek and Waddle come off the field, it's a run, and more importantly, I noticed yesterday we. I see those two running off the field. We line up in that tight bunch. And I looked at my wife and said, Hey, here comes the toss. Seems like, like that's if I'm picking that up from the couch, you know, that there's dudes in the booth and on the sidelines, picking those tendencies up. So, um, you know, while I'm happy that Mike was able to be balanced with the run game, I just think he needs to be a little bit more careful of his formations and his personnel telling what play we're running. Now it's now I think on that touchdown to, to Cedric, I don't think both Tyreek and Water were on the field at the same time. I think there was one on the other, but it seems like anytime both those two are coming off, it's a run play. I don't know if that's just to get them to a blow and we're talking it up to hey, we gain a yard, whatever, we lose a yard, whatever, we'll come back in the next the next play. But just something to kind of keep an eye on. I don't think it's like super worrisome, but I did pick up on that yesterday. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that either but that makes sense because i'm thinking about how they go on and off the field and that does that does actually add up like if you really sit and think about it so um that is i would say that is a little bit of a bad the other bad um the bad is that you know i don't know what happened but i felt like brandon getting brandon jones fully healthy and now he might be hurt again he maybe might be concussed i don't know i didn't see the report or anything today i don't know if anybody put anything out but like him getting absolutely tattooed probably like it's not good for a guy's psyche after he just got back from being hurt. So, but I thought, yeah. but on the flip side of the bad for that hit on Brandon Jones, I thought that he played well uh, yesterday. At some yeah, point. it was good to see. It was good to also see the team rally around that too. Like after that hit, like they were like, "All right, like this is our dog. We're not going to allow it to happen." That, this team, I mean, I know all the players hate hard knocks coming in. It seems like no one's excited about it. From a fan standpoint, I'm really excited to see the camaraderie behind the scenes that maybe we're not seeing other than on Twitter or on, on Sundays. Right. Uh, the other bad for me, I, the bad for me is like the the slow starts. Like we can't afford to have slow starts. So if we're going to play the Chiefs next week, which I have some thoughts before we get in, before we do, before we get into talking about the Chiefs, we we're going to talk about the uh, deadline and what we have expectations for. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, uh, I really don't have a lot of bad like it like this has felt like a good game. The bad is that, you know, people aren't healthy, but yeah, I mean, that that's going to that was kind of that was going to slide into my ugly. Um, I think I, I think a lot of people are under underestimating um, Robert Hunt for this team. I'm really hoping he's he's not permanently injured. I didn't see exactly not when I say permanently. I mean, I hope it's not long term. <laughs> um, I didn't see reports traveling wise for him, um, but I I just. I'm hoping that he's um, able to come back off the shelf. 
Um, and the other ugly for me has to be Liam Eikenberg. Any pressure we got yesterday was from the center position. Yeah. So let's hope that with Connor being active as kind of the emergency lineman, that he's back fully next week because obviously Liam's the weakest length. And if, you know, God forbid, like we're playing Chris Jones on Sunday. Like if I'm the Chiefs, I'm figuring out a way to bring him down Liam's throat as many times as I can in pass rush situations. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, the run game, we stuck to it. We were still ugly yesterday. Still going to hold judgment until we have Connor Williams. When we have a bad run game with Connor Williams on the field, then I'll start to worry. I'm telling you, if you just – if people watch what he does for this run game, um, you know, one of our buddies, Chase, you know, played the position. He understands – like, the ability to have a center act as almost a third guard and be able to pull the way he does, which I took for granted early on in the season, but after watching – just some tape and, and some analysis. Like spoke about it last week. I'll say it again. He is a huge asset for this offense, man. And I, I'm anxious to see him come back and what that does for the run game. If it changes come Sunday. Um, and then, you know, what that future looks like with that, with the, the whole full complement. Like I just, I would like one game of a full complement of offensive and defensive players. And let's hope that comes the first playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, because this does feel like a, a playoff game this weekend. So um it does. Yeah, and the in the ugly the ugly for me, I'm just gonna double down with Eichenberg because Eichen Turd is not I mean, we talk about him every week. There's just nothing more you can say. The guy just he hasn't developed yet. And I don't know if he's ever gonna develop. I don't know. It seems like the coaching staff really made it an emphasis to fix and help Austin Jackson. Can we expect the same for Leon Eichenberg going into next season? Well, so here's the thing. Um, at some point, like, like I can buy a Honda Civic. It's not going to be a Ferrari. Okay. Um, with Austin Jackson, we we uh, you know we drafted a Ferrari. He just was needed an oil change and some new tires and maybe some body work and maybe you know some engine tune up. Liam Eikenberg, we drafted a Honda Civic. And he's turning into a Nissan Altima that the trap trap lord driving. Like he's not going to turn into what we expect or what we had hoped. Sometimes it's okay to cut our losses. Like at this point, we have seen. Keep this in mind, dude. Keep. The, I was thinking about this. I, I think it was this morning or last night, whenever it was. Think about this. Kendall Lamb, Lester Cotton, yeah. Robert Hunt. Robert Jones, Austin Jackson, five players that have all either been no name, non-existent in this offense in the past, or have been belittled for their expectation, not, not meeting expectations. Mm -hmm. The sixth one that would fit into that group is Liam Eikenberg. Those other five have become serviceable linemen that can be on this football team. Yes. One of those is one of those is not like the other. Yeah. I mean, it's time to cut our losses. You're not long. You're not wrong. The XFL needs players. The AFL needs players. Hell, the Giants need players. They're shipping everybody out. Go play, dude. Just get him off of this football team. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. He's not good. Austin Jackson was literally about to be out of the league after last year, and now he's one of the best tackles in football. Yeah. Like, we can clearly... 
Butch, whatever his last name is, can clearly fix offensive linemen. Yeah. If if Eichenberg can't get on board with this offense, I, dude, go to the Patriots. You and Jaseki can hang out, be basic whites, and have a good time together. I don't want you on this team. <laughs> Sorry. Not happening. Well, speaking of the Giants and players, uh, what do you expect for the Dolphins? in? Because uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m. So I don't I don't know what some people I saw like Neil like yesterday say like this is why you go out and you get a running back after most or fumble the football. But like that makes no sense. That's stupid. We don't need we don't need running backs. We need linemen. That's our problem. We have the best running back in the league on the IR right now, in my opinion. Devon A-Chain is going to be a game changer for the rest of his career. A-Chain, whatever, is going to be a game changer for the rest of his career when he's healthy. We need linemen. We need D-line depth. Mm-hmm. And we need linebacker depth. Mm-hmm. So whatever we can find in those categories, and a punter, for the love of God, trade for a punter. Give me anyone, dude. Anyone give me Ben Rosberger pooch punting the ball. <laughs> who who says no to that? I saw I saw this on Twitter today. I don't know who did it. I'm I'm sure somebody else I, I saw somebody else do it, but I can't remember who did it. They did Emmanuel Logba in 2024 first round. I forgot about him. Yeah, I know, right? He just doesn't fit the defense. It's it sucks. It really sucks. Stock down Emmanuel Logba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stock down Ogba. <laughs> I literally forgot about him. That's how down his stock is. Yeah. Ogba and a first for next year for Aaron Donald. Give me that all day. What are we talking about? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, done. I don't fuck them picks, dog. I don't. I ain't drive. Who we draft for better than Aaron Donald next year? Exactly. And Ogba is useless. We get, on the we get two. Hit, we get him for two years. He got two years left on his deal. Ogba's a good player. It's nothing against him. He just doesn't fit the scheme. He fitted the edge rush scheme that we had before the man, the man scheme that we had before. He yeah, I love, dude. I love Ogba. I, I he's a good dude. It's nothing against him. No, but you've got to fit in. I can't be a doctor. I don't. I don't fit into the scheme. I can't be a teacher. Right? He can't be in a Vic Bangio defense. I'm, it's okay. You're a good NFL player. You're gonna go make money on another team. Yeah, Just not on this team. You don't work. You don't fit. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Andrew Van Ginkle looks like sloth from the Goonies and he's getting more time than you. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gink was, Gink was, uh, I, I like Gink whenever we drafted him. I love Gink, dude. I love Gink. He fits. He he's does. got a scheme fit. And Ogbaz is not it, man. I didn't, I literally forgot about him. I'm not kidding. So any pa- trade package that gets us a depth player or a Aaron Donald that involves a first round pick or, Dude, package Ogba in a third and go get a go get a uh, uh, another guard or another linebacker that wants to be tra- like I don't know like yeah, yeah that's got to be trade pieces. If it, here's the way I'm looking at it, dude. It, if I'm the Dolphins, the 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 two players that are probably on the market have got to be Ogba and Cedric Wilson. That's the only two with value that people would probably look at mm-hmm. um, for trade. And you gotta if you're gonna make a trade, it's gotta be for linebacker, D line, or offensive line depth. Which I think every team's probably looking for O line, D line depth, so it might be tough. But I mean the Giants just traded what's his name? So yeah. So 
I mean, if they're willing to part ways with Leonard Williams, he was like supposed to be like a core piece of the defense. If they're willing to part ways with him, now I know like the I'm pretty sure the Rams won yesterday like big. So like I don't know. I feel like no, they got blown out by the Cowboys. They got oh, they did get blown. Okay, so maybe like I don't know. Maybe it's time to you know call up Staff Stafford's hurt. Yeah, like it's this might be the perfect opportunity to get a guy like Aaron Donald, and you can always you can always give him another a new deal on the backside. That now that leaves out Wilkins, but I think we can all agree that Aaron Donald is better than Christian Wilkins. And yeah, like I feel like we can, and, and and literally, if you would now that trade Wilkins, send Wilkins to the Rams. That screws that screws Sealer though, because now Sealer, because if we keep Wilkins and we don't end up trading Wilkins, then we have where where does Wilkins fit on the deep or what does where does Sealer fit on the defense? But I think that we can all agree that a front with Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Aaron Donald, and uh, you know. Wilkins, like, uh, that's like run stoppage 101. Like, yeah, we're gonna get after the quarterback. We're gonna, like, I mean, we're gonna go up to some pretty good offensive lines here coming up soon. Uh, I mean, yeah, now Aaron Donald might not make the flight to, uh, you know, Germany, but I mean, it seems like it's perfect. I mean, call me crazy, but I feel like Aaron Donald's getting traded tomorrow. I could be wrong, though. I mean, it could be too much smoke. To not think that it might not happen. Yeah, well, there's smoke, there's fire. There is. And who are we to extinguish it? So, but yeah. Um, so looking into the Chiefs, I mean, this is this is for the AFC, the lead of the AFC right now. But teams are both six and two. One thing I want to get out front and say is that we were worried. We stated last week on this show that we were worried about the worried about the Finns getting trapped. And how to get out of a trap game, and you bring back Jalen Ramsey, and that eliminates your trap game. Chiefs got trap game yesterday. They lost to a team that we scored seventy points on, seventy, and they, they scored nine. They scored nine. Now I know that you know Mahomes had the flu. I get that. So Jordan. So Jordan. I mean, he had food poisoning. <laughs> but still, I. I the the Chiefs got trapped and the Chiefs I, I don't know. I, I feel good. I don't feel I feel good. I mean, I'm not gonna come out here and say like we're gonna win by like three touchdowns or anything like that, but I think that, you know, it's gonna be a close game. I feel like that. I don't feel like we're gonna lose I don't feel like we're gonna lose like 31-17. I could be wrong, and that would be the same score three weeks in a row and we lose two of them. I don't know, but I feel like this game is gonna come down to I feel like this game gonna play exactly like the Eagles game played. Can we? Yeah. Get, are are we gonna have get the calls? Are we gonna are we gonna overcome adversity and will we come out on the other side? Here here's my biggest point. I want to make for this game. A few years ago, when the Chiefs came to Hard Rock, that I feel like that was the coming out party for this entire team, for the for Tua, for X, for I mean X had already been out there, but Holland, like everybody that was a part of that team a couple years ago. Like played insane. And I feel like that is like the glimpse of the team that we wanted and that we can that we're seeing today. But like this game feels like the culmination of all three of those years and us like can we can we overcome it? Can we do it? Like we have the team now to do it. Can we capitalize? Can we get over the hump? Like I feel like this game is this is this is the one. This is like this is the one we've been talking about for a long time. This is can you be taken seriously? Can you go 
on the road. Now both teams are going on the road, but can you can you do it? Like I feel like this is this is the big one that we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. I feel like I feel good about it. And especially if we're gonna get healthy and we're gonna play, I feel like the Finns have a little bit I feel like the Finns offense is a little bit better than that Chiefs defense. But I I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs offense might be a little bit better than the Finns defense. So I feel like it's it's gonna be a close game. I feel like it's gonna be the same game we saw against Philly. Yeah, I think um I mean, I said it during the Philly week that this game against the Chiefs was more important to our season than the one against Philly. Still want to win the game, but I also understood that in the grand schemes of grand scheme of things, that loss to Philly does really nothing for us. Um, this game is is important. This is talking about opportunity for home field advantage in a situation where we've won like eighteen of the last twenty at Hard Rock Stadium. Like, can you imagine having home field the entire way through the playoffs for a team that? Um, hasn't really been worth anything in the last 20 years. Like, how big is that for us? You know, that's on the table. We have the ability to travel out as we speak versus the Chiefs, who I think are coming out on Thursday. That's big. Ravens went out early. They win. Jaguars went out early. They win one boat. Like, going out early has been a recipe for success, especially when the other team comes out late. That plays in our favor. I think we have a lot of momentum. Ramsey coming back. I think people are more comfortable in defense having – knowing that Ramsey, a game changer, is on the field for us and can any given play, any given time, can make up for mistakes. And I think people are going to start playing a little bit loose. I think Vic's going to be a little bit more loose. Mm-hmm. Um, this Chiefs offense, as good as it is, has been in the past, is not the Chiefs of old. Um, you know, it's if you stop Travis Kelsey, what is Mahomes going to do next? Now, that's saying, can you stop Travis Kelsey? What does that look like for us? I have no idea. Who does, is that? Is that Deshaun Elliott? Is that Jerome Baker? Is that Javon Holland? Whoever that is that stops him, how do we do it? Like, what is Vic trying to scheme up to, to do that? But bread and butter needs to be stopping, um, you know, Travis Kelsey. I think a lot of things play in our favor in terms of this football game. I feel confident that we're going to win this football game. Um, I feel better about this game than I did about the Eagles. But at the end of the day, you know, we need to show up and put our best foot forward and act like this is literally the AFC championship. What worries me is what I see. I can already see the headlines. Dolphins beat the Chiefs tomorrow or next week. And like I said earlier in the year, AFC championship, revenge game, NFL wins Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, we lose to the Chiefs in the AFC championship. It's going to suck, but that's what's going to happen. So I feel very confident that we're going to win this football game. Um, I feel confident that we match up well with them. Um, you know, Mahomes is not Josh Allen in terms of elusiveness. He's still yeah, like I think a the party, though. He does. He does. But I think if we are able to get to him, I think it, it's a little bit easier for us to bring him down than, say, a Josh Allen. So I think that gives us an opportunity. And they don't have someone that threatens us the way – like, we're talking A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. That's a threat. Stephon Diggs, huge threat. Outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean, it, how is this receiving core any different than the the Patriots that we just played? Well, I mean, yeah, I think the difference is Patrick Mahomes is the biggest difference. It, right, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest difference, but he has not looked like Patrick Mahomes in the past. And now he's going to Germany after an awful loss to the Broncos, after an away game to the Broncos. Um, could it be a bounce-back game? Sure, but... I don't want to bounce back game against this Dolphins offense against 
you know, defense of Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland potentially all coming back. Nick Nita, like, I don't know, man. I think everything's, you know, really in our favor. I feel super confident going into the game. Um, I also just want us to go out and play a good football game at the end of the day. Um, let's put a show on. Let's score points. I mean, worst case, we go into the bye and we're seven and three. Like, I think that we're still six and three. Six and three. Sorry. I mean, looking at looking at like six and three, I'm not. I mean, I, I think any I mean, the same thing is going to be said. We can't be good teams. OK, well, if we play really good against two really good teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, I feel like we're not that far off. And I feel like we were a victim of early season woes and some big momentum for um the for the front of the Bills early. Like I don't, I feel like I don't know. I just feel like this game is going to be a lot closer than what um I mean. We're two and a half to start. I think they were we're two yeah. and a half dogs. So even Vegas thinks it's going to be close. So yeah, uh, if if I. I can see us. I can see it being a thirty-one seventeen game, but it being a one-score game late again, like it was in Philly. Can totally see that happening. I can see it for both sides. I can literally see it happening to us again, and I can definitely see it happening for the Chiefs. I feel like one team is gonna get left with seventeen. I feel like whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't get the twenty is the loser. Yeah, race to twenty. I agree. So. That's my official prediction. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to say. I mean, obviously, I want the Dolphins to win, obviously, but um, you never bet against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. Wake up 930. Yeah. And after we win, I can just sit and watch the games the rest of the day and not have to worry. And yeah. Literally think about us having going into our bye week with home field advantage in the AFC going against a Raiders team after the bye, potentially with Armstead, A-Chain, A-Chan, and our entire offensive line back and our entire team back. And oh. I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting that. Like, literally, they're all coming back after the bye. I'm excited. Yeah, dude. Once we get the full arsenal back, we'll actually see, like, what the team really is. And we're not just – Give me one game team. with this full team. Like, outside of the stupid inactives of Robbie Chosen Anderson and all these other clowns that are supplemental players, give me Achan, Waddle, Tyreek, give me Tua, give me Teron, give me Connor, give me Isaiah Wynn, give me Robert jo- Robert Hunt, give me Austin Jackson with Holland Ramsey, Howard, Deshaun. Yeah. Because after after the Chiefs game, we are on the bye week, and then we got the Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. How is how is Raiders, Jets, Titans, and Commanders not four straight wins? Yeah, the Raiders. I mean that that has to feel like that feels like four straight. I don't want to. I want to beat the shit out of the Jets. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna split with them. We're waxing the Jets. The Jets are not a good football team. They just, they still make me nervous. They still make me nervous. Nah, I'm not scared of the Jets at all. Um, but the, you know what that tells me? Imagine going into this bye seven and two with those four games coming after the bye. Yeah. 11 and two going into that Cowboys game. Okay. Loses the fucking NFC Cowboys. I don't care. 11 and three going into the Bills game. Like, Plus we got okay. Ravens in there. I feel like that Ravens game, the Ravens game is a big game too because the Ravens they're like they are good. I don't know what they're else. starting to click. 
they're starting to click too. Starting to click, which is good for Chiggy. Um, but yeah, like the the Ravens are good, and I don't want people to think that the Ravens aren't because they are, and they will be a problem. Like their defense is good. They have and Lamar coming back to Miami, and it's all a thing. They the Ravens have the real championship defense in the AFC. I feel like outside of us, like like those are the two best defenses. Once healthy, now we haven't seen the full healthy Dolphins defense, but like if it, it does get healthy and it does produce like we think it will, those are the two best defenses in the in the. I'm just saying. How good does it feel? How good does it feel just to be talking football this meaningful, dude? Like we're talking, uh, we're talking about trying to, we're trying talking about trying to get home field advantage in the playoffs. And we've never talked about home field advantage for any playoff game. Like, and it, like we, like not, not since we've been friends have we ever talked about it, and that's been like I don't think I've ever have I ever seen a home playoff game. I don't think so. No, no, because the last home playoff game was what two thousand two, whenever they started out six and two. I don't even remember that. It was against Colts. I was in second grade. I do not remember that. Yeah, I was 10. I was 10. I don't even remember. So, this feels so good. It's so nice. It feels so great. Yeah. Uh, But, all right. Well, make sure you set your alarm clocks and get up early on Sunday because it is a 9.30 a.m. kickoff from Germany. I believe it's just strictly NFL Network. So, uh, it's going to be an early one. And uh, I'm excited. Just like, just like your wedding, mimosas and updos. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, and with that, I am the underscore posky or at jbig27 on Twitter. We got unsad fins fan, which is uh, trigger tray. And make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore posky. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe. We thank you all for watching. Comment, please comment, interact. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week on That's a Dolphins Talk. Fins up, baby. <laughs>